0: Today's Inside the Chapel podcast is presented by Sports Spectrum, the intersection of sports and faith. Make sure you check out sportspectrum.com right now and sign up for Sports Spectrum Weekly, our weekly email that comes right to your inbox for free to keep you updated on all of the content that Sports Spectrum is producing. Podcasts, articles, devotionals, all available for free at sportspectrum.com.
1: Welcome to this episode of Inside the Chapel Podcast. My name is Iki Soma, chaplain for the Houston Rockets, and I'm here today with my co-host Reza Day, chaplain for the Broncos, and we have a guest we've had on before, a chaplain, chaplain, uh, Felicia Komu. She is the chaplain coordinator for the WNBA, and she's also the team chaplain for the Houston Dash, the women's professional soccer team, and today she has a message called, Who Are You Seeking? So please give this chapel talk a listen.
2: Welcome back to Chapel. Man, happy game day. Happy match day for you. Listen, as we continue to talk about seeking God first, I want you to consider this story we're going to talk about today. Uh, Acts chapter 19, verse 13 through 16. Uh, It's a crazy story, but I think it makes the point um, uh, of what we're talking about today. So, think about this. Unbelievable. Spirit of God, be with us, open up your Word to us, and let us open ourselves to your Word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Listen to what it says. Verse 13, some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you, come out. Seven sons of Siva, a Jewish priest, Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them. (laughs) Okay? One day, the evil spirit answered them. And the evil spirit says, Jesus, I know. (laughs) Paul, I know. But who are you? Could you imagine that? Seriously, could you imagine that? But who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them. And he gave them such a beating that they ran away bleeding and naked. Okay. Exposed. I want you to think about this story. Oh, man. Ooh. I want you to think about this story because I just got a, a sweet revelation right in the middle of that. But think about this. As we continue to think about seeking God first, I want you to hear this. This is is our essential question of the day. Are you seeking the God that you know or the one someone else knows? If you can't say amen, say ouch, right? Are you seeking the God that you know or the one someone else knows? That's what these guys were doing here. He had the the nerves, right, the audacity to come and try to get rid of a spirit by saying, "In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches." So that tells me is that it's a secondhand guide to you. You're trying to use power from a secondhand guide to make something happen. Oh, not happening at all. The second thing that you see in this story is this, is that, in, and really this kind of, maybe a little bit of a jump off point, so we've got our essential, our essential question. Are you seeking the God that you know or the one that somebody else knows? And the second thing is this, is that, are you confessing, convenient, or a con? Are you a confessing Christian, a convenient Christian, or a con Christian? Whew. These guys were absolutely cons, okay? Um, But sometimes we can be too. Uh, uh, Sometimes, you know, if you're confessing Christian, that means that you don't care who knows that you love God. Uh, You're just, you're a believer, period. So the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you handle yourself, the way you go about your business, it is evident. The second part of that is convenient. Um, When I need something, when I want something, uh, uh, when I need to get a prayer through whatever, it's convenient for me right? Uh, it's, it's not my everyday but but I do it when it's convenient and then the last part of that is the con man, you look the part but psh, when it gets down to it there's nothing there <laughs> right? when it really gets down to it, there's nothing there you can tell by these guys when the, when the spirit confronts them there was nothing there. They had nothing to say. They had no the real power. Man, when you're a con artist, you have no real power. You have nothing. The third thing that I want you to consider when you think about this is that if you are uh, walking around convenient or like a con, uh, man, you will be exposed. Uh, the one thing that this story shows is, is the exposure. Um, when it was all said and done, when that spirit came back to them, And talked to them and said, Jesus, we know. Paul, we know. But who are you? Exposed. But who are you? Exposed. They were exposed. Same thing for us. Listen, when you're faking the funk, (laughs) you will be exposed. Uh, when you're when you're talking a good game but you don't really have any you will be exposed Um, uh, it's it's like it's like the guy that goes to the basketball court right he's got the the Nike shirt you got the Nike headband he's got the the sweet Jordans on can't play a lick con and when he gets on the court what happens exposed sometimes the enemy will do the same thing to us in our spiritual lives we'll do the same thing to us um, in our walk if we're confessing man then that means that we know that we can declare the word at any time to combat all of that if we're convenient we still might have a little bit in our arsenal but we're not packing the same punch but if you're a con oh man exposure is coming Right. Exposure is coming. But guess what? We can do something about that today. Right. If you don't know Jesus, if you've never said yes to the king, today's your day. Right. It's real simple. God loves you. I know that sin has separated you. Sin has separated all of us. But Jesus has paid the price he's rescued us and the only question now is will you trust Jesus with your life will you trust Jesus with your life man if you say man I'm tired of being a con and I'm also tired of being convenient uh yes I will trust Jesus with my life then guess what he'll do he'll come in he'll take up residence in your heart man and he'll help you to be a confessing Christian. He'll help you to be an everyday believer, not just a Sunday believer. <laughs> right? So think about that. Are you seeking God because you know him for yourself or because you know him through somebody else? Just a thought. Oof. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing, reading, and receiving of this word jesus name amen and amen bye
0: well it's always great to to hear from her and she sure is a gifted teacher and, and icky this this concept here on seeking first the kingdom um what are you looking for Icky, you, when, you, when you think about you know, the work that you've done with athletes as a pastor, pastoring a church, what would you say are the three or four things that people are are, are typically looking for? What are the three or four things maybe that distract them from seeking God or seeking the kingdom first?
1: Yeah, I think uh, for many people, uh, we're seeking significance. Like I think as people get older and they made money, they're like, hey, I want to make a difference and be significant. I think the other thing people look for um, is success. I think both athletes and just everyday folks mailmen and lawyers and doctors and teachers are looking for success they want to know am i doing what i'm doing going to be successful and be mm-hmm. recognized by others yeah and I think the other thing people look for is definitely um i would say we're on a quest often for happiness we're seeking happiness like so we may be uh at a job that we um are miserable at or in a relationship and what i keep hearing from people is i'm really seeking happiness so i would say those things um significant <laughs> success and happiness are the things I think many people, whether they're professional athletes, college athletes, high school athletes, or people uh, who are members of the church, that's what they're looking for. How about you? What do you What do you see both in the Broncos, but also for you? I mean, you speak and preach at churches all around uh, the country. So what do you see as chaplain and speaker?
0: Yeah, man, I think, uh, I mean, I can even dive into some of my, like, even some of my counseling stuff that I've gone through just personally. I mean, it seems like the core needs of, of people, and I'm just talking just as men, just because I'm a man and I've gone through counseling that way is um, I think one of the things people seek is like, man, am I like, am I worthy? Am I lovable? Am I likable? I think those are some of the things. I think, of course, there is this idea of like, hey, I'm seeking fame. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily fame. I think it's significance. I think that's what people are seeking and somehow fame. Um, I think maybe sometimes fame, uh, it just kind of um, affirms, you know, whether or not someone is significant. But even, I mean, Icky, even as we are in this transition, you know, this this um, pastor, you know, Rick Warren, who has, you know, wrote the book The Purpose Driven Life. That thing, that thing, obviously was grew like wildfire for the last twenty years. It just shows that, like, man, people are like searching for purpose. I think people are realizing that there has got to be more to life than what we see. And so, so that's why I loved her message, just about seeking, about seeking the kingdom and seeking God first. And because um, all these other things can distract us from seeking God, but obviously, when we seek God, we're actually aligning ourselves with the One who created us, and we're able to like see life clearly. Do you have any thoughts on that on that part when she was talking about it?
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, much like my daughter has a uh, very expensive one of those point and shoot cameras she has for her, like her marketing and media stuff. And basically, as long as you have what's uh, in the viewfinder, the focus is correct. Everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. So the focusing, the exposure, all that stuff will take care of itself as long as what you have is focus is correct. And I think the same is true, Reza, is when you have Christ and his kingdom, his rule in your life first, all the other stuff takes care of itself, whether it's purpose or whether it's joy or whether it's success in God's eyes. All those things will take care of itself rather than pursuing those individual things if we keep him As the folks our lives. um, That's what happens. Actually, I'm writing an article right now on a Houston basketball player who their motto is God first and everything. And she got that from her grandmother said, if you keep God first and everything, everything else will take care of itself. So I think um, that's totally appropriate. Hey, I got a question for you that maybe give our listeners insight into Uh, you talked about fame and maybe like this, this purpose or significance that people are looking for Uh, give us knowing some of the athletes you've worked with the drawbacks of fame i think everyone says man i wish i was famous and people knew me but you know very <laughs> famous athletes so what are some of the drawbacks of fame in talking to some of the athletes that you work with
0: you know it's hilarious you asked this question because I, I i literally like um two of the players that are involved um really deeply involved in our bible study um on our team um their pictures are on the stadium um down here in Denver. And it was funny cuz I was talking to one of them and I was like, "Bro, how are you handling that? Like how are you handling like did your entire like your face is blown up on the side of a stadium?" And um and he's like, "I don't know." He goes, "Man, I don't I don't know how to feel about that. I feel awkward about it." And I think the problem also is that he like, "I'm not sure we were created for celebrity status. I don't think our souls can handle handle that." Um But I think one of the things that, you know, when 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 athletes wrestle with this, I think one of the big drawbacks is, I mean, one, I mean, you've got the whole like, man, no matter what you do, you're under the microscope. Um, I mean, they breathe wrong. They they in a post game interview, they use one phrase or their tone of voice is different and talk radio is talking about it for two weeks straight trying to analyze it. So I think that's the first part. I think, I think what I'm most, I mean, then you got the obvious, like going out, you know, to eat with your family and whatnot, but I think more than that, I think that fame um, has a tendency to corrupt our souls. And I think that's what I, that's what I get concerned about for the athletes I work with is, man, I don't want your soul to be corrupted by fame. Uh, Because if you look through scripture specifically in the old Testament, you look at like, what did fame do to the Kings of Israel and What happened, um, you know, when when fame corrupts us, uh, because I'm not sure we were created to hold that kind of um, status in society. But I know God was. um, God is the one that was intended. So even from the beginning, when he never even gave Israel a king, said, I want to be your king. Man, what a what, what what a vision, knowing that I think God knew that we couldn't handle it. And he was the only one that should be able to handle that role.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, last question. Just this, based on Felicia's message, she talked about confessing, convenient, or con. And so she said, confessing believers just don't care. They're they're walking with the Lord, and they don't care because they know God's with them. There are people who are convenient Christians who are like, uh, God, I need your help, and so I'm crying out to you now. And they're there. They only see God as kind of that spare tire, using yeah. emergency only. And then there's a the con. And she talked about how adversity and trials will expose uh, the fakers and those who are confessing convenient and cons. And my track coach used to say uh, the hard workouts would separate the pretenders from the contenders. So here's my last question for you is just as we listen to this message, how have you seen that come to play both in your own life, but also lives of the athletes that you work with of these uh, adverse times and challenges That exposed, hey, am I a confessing believer or am I just a convenient believer or am I – have you seen that?
0: Totally, bro. I think just even in my own life. I mean, I remember when I was an athlete in college, I remember saying, God, if you make me good at football, I'll follow you. And, you know, and then, um, you know, I ended up getting my eighth concussion my senior year and I had to quit playing. And so there was this – I was definitely one of the pretenders uh, when it came to my faith. I it was convenient. It was only following God when it was convenient. But in that God used that season to reveal that in me which drew me closer to him. And so I absolutely, you know, kind of the um the thing that we see, you know, within within our within our work, I know the 32 NFL chaplains we're in conversation a lot is the highest the highest attended chapel service is the chapel service before the last preseason game. Um, that's like our Easter, uh, just because everyone comes to chapel for the last preseason game, because 27 guys are about to get cut that, you know, in three days after that game. So, um, but I mean, I feel like God uses those times and God will use that no matter what draws them there. If they come to chapel for a lucky rabbit's foot or whatever, like for me, it's like, okay, I get an opportunity to present the gospel. I don't care what your motivation was coming. I hope you walk away knowing the truth of the gospel. So... Ike, I, I love this passage. I love this reality um, that we are to seek God um, above all things. And Ike, I know you do that. Um, you do that well. You model that well um, with your leadership and your family. And, um, so thanks. Thanks for co-hosting this, buddy. And hey, listeners, if you like this podcast, would you continue to share it? Would you continue to comment on it, like it, follow it? And uh, we would love more and more people to have a uh, little glimpse of what's going on inside the chapel of these college and pro athletes. Uh, for now, my name is Reza Zadeh with my co-host Iki Soma, thanks for joining us.